1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating, where we investigate the why, why, whys of why people do and think the way they do and why you do the things you do when it comes to modern dating. Thanks to all of you who joined our live stream. Oh, so fun. (laughs) So So much much fun. fun. (laughs) It went by so fast. It was only 30 minutes. We talked about Uh, dating profile best practices. People had some really great questions such as, should you have pictures of you wearing your COVID mask, which yeah. we all agree <laughs> that you should, not as a main photo or not in every photo, but yes, you should show off that you take COVID seriously.
0: Yeah, we it was, it was super fun. I think someone said it was like the Facebook group on steroids because it was like <laughs> everyone just commenting like crazy in the comment section. And yeah, I just, I love the engagement. I feel like we've done Facebook lives and Instagram lives before, but definitely more engagement and more like real-time feedback on these. So
1: and we learned a thing or two. I think we learned that what what women complain most about on dating apps are almost exact same things as what the men are oh, complaining totally. about. You know what people put in their bio? So if you did miss that live stream, go on our Facebook or YouTube, we've uploaded that very quick 30 minute video, but it is all to really hype up what's
0: to come this week with Kimmy Seltzer, hacks to looking your best. We tease the dating profiles in there, but we're going to go like way, way deeper in and you guys have been asking for it, at least the people in our Facebook group. And if you're not in there yet, definitely join the love in the time of Corona group. But people have been asking to do dating profile reviews for some time now. Mm -hmm. And we definitely want people to like give each other feedback. And like, I think Kimmy especially is so great at being like, this photo paints you in the best light where this one is not doing as much for you. And it's not like you you look bad. It's just like, this isn't working hard enough for you. And you could either replace this with a conversation starter, or you could do something else. And I think it'll be really fun to do like the smaller group sessions that we got planned.
1: So how do you Join this event, join the sounding board. You've heard us talk about it for the last couple of weeks. It is an extension of our podcast and our community. You can join at datablepodcast.com slash sounding board to read more about the different tiers that we offer, such as we give you a monthly guided audio exercise, as well as one-on-one coffee chats with Julie and I and also (laughs) live events. So definitely read through the offerings because there are three different tiers. For that middle tier, people who sign up for live events plus all the other things, uh, Kimmy Seltzer would be the next event coming up.
0: Yeah. And I think another shout out too, is like, even if you're in a relationship, our group is very much mixed. So while we are going to have uh dating apps be something that we look at, we're also going to be looking at just like how you show up in real life. You know, like a lot of us have been we're in sweats for a bit. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> date nights haven't been as hot as they used to be. So I think like, I know when I did my consult with Kimmy, like putting on address real close for the first time. I was like, Oh my God, this feels so foreign. So I think there'll be something for everyone. And we'll make sure to like cater the breakout sessions based on where you're at and what you're the most interested in.
1: Yes, nobody gets left out.
0: No one gets left behind. And then the other piece too is we've heard some people say like, hey, I'm not necessarily able to come on Thursdays. Like, I don't know if this is something I should join. And I think what we want to say is, first of all, you can always get the videos if you can't make it. So totally get that sometimes life comes up and there's other things. I know this is the best thing out there right now, but we get it. Other stuffs can happen. And I think um, people have been really loving though the audio series that UA was just mentioning, like we keep hearing such great feedback of like how these like prompts and questions are really making people like dig deeper and understand things that they might not have really like brought to the surface. And like, we always say this, like the key to the best dating life and love life is the inner work. And we're really here to help you. We're here to be your Sherpas along the guide for love. (laughs) Speaking of
1: Sherpas, I've been so cold recently. I don't know why Sherpas remind me of this. I'm just You look panty. like a Sherpa a little. You know, I kind of feel like one. I'm wearing a beanie right now. I've got a full sweater, sweatshirt, sweater on. I wore, I was wearing socks earlier. I was about to put on some gloves. It's like 50 degrees, but I'm such a freaking baby now.
0: Yeah, well, I'm headed. The reason why we're actually recording a little early this week, we usually do Sundays, but we're doing Friday because I'm actually leaving and heading back to the East Coast to Boston for a bit to visit family and stay with them for a little. And um, so it's going to get a lot colder for me. This is like nothing. But my brother was so kind and actually upgraded me to first class, which was amazing. He had so many points and I think he was just like a little concerned with travel and stuff like me going to like our parents house and all the stuff so he upgraded me to first class so i essentially have like a pod that i can like sleep in now on JetBlue, and i'm by myself
1: a good brother i know a good brother that's the the only way because you weren't looking forward
0: to the travel part of this trip and now you
1: can because you're basically entering into a resort in the air
0: well, I still don't get any of the benefits of first class. It's my first time flying first class. I want to point this out. I don't mm. know UA if you've done first class, but this is yes. my first time. So I'm not really getting any of the benefits of all the food and drink and all the stuff that you do No food. Get. They're not serving no, food? because you got to be wearing um your mask the whole time. I oh shit. Okay. But you do get it's like a little bed you can sleep in. So I'm just going to like lounge. I'm out, sure. You'll still watch- get alcohol. You'll still no. get all the alcohol you want. So because you're really not supposed to put it through your mask. Like you'd have to take your mask off to drink. So I don't think are you going Wait,
1: to. are you sure about that? Because every flight well, I've been on, they've served snacks and drinks and stuff. And people need to take off their masks.
0: Well, I'll report back next week. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty sure. But I also haven't been on the flight yet. And I know you've gone on a few flights. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'll admit that I could be wrong here. But I will report back next week on the intro. I know everyone's going to be wildly interested to know this. um, I'm sure like, although last week I thought it was hilarious that we had a super action-packed episode with case kenny about like all these mindset shifts and one of our um, members drew who's one of our hosts too he like posted he's like okay i think the whole datable community wants to know like what does your date mask look like and i'm like that's the one thing you took away from this episode i love it so who knows someone out there might care about the jet blue experience
1: Oh, that's what you're relating it to? Like yeah. the stupid things that people may care about. I bet you, yeah. know you think people will care about this, because a lot of people will be traveling for the holidays. That's true. That's if you're true. doing long distance travel, maybe you need to prepare a little snack for yourself or something. Oh, I'm
0: yeah, I'm definitely going to. But I also got like a face shield, the N95. Yes. I'm ready. I got gloves. I'm like just gonna be like full on. So Yeah, but I agree. I was really dreading the flight and now I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, you can just
1: take a nice nap and watch some movies the entire time.
0: Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to get my Kindle. Like I've been, you know, I might actually start on our book club. We have now started a book club in the sounding board also. So maybe I'll get started on the book that we've chosen for this month. There you go.
1: Whole six hours of productivity on JetBlue. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's about to happen. You know, um, so here's here's something you I've told you this already, Julie. As soon as you get on the flight, you turn on the the air whatever
0: what's it yeah. called air I don't the know ventilator now. thing the ve- at the top
1: ventilation turn on yeah. the ventilation. Oh, don't
0: worry, my mom has sent me every tip. Yes, under okay. The sun.
1: Make sure the air is circulating, <laughs> and just make sure that you. Have your mask on when you need it to
0: when uh-huh. you aren't drinking or eating. Or, yep, you know. I think there's like a pretty limited people using the bathroom too on first class. I feel so bougie that I'm saying, first class. <laughs> I just want to point out for people, this is by far the first time I've ever taken first class. I'm usually like economy saver. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're going to love it. You're just probably going to sleep the whole time.
0: You know why I've always been so hesitant to do first class and business class? Because I know myself. It's going to be hard to go back once you go there.
1: That's the thing, right? And that's why you just got to make friends in high places who have lots of points who will upgrade you. In my case, that's my friend Billy. (laughs) My friend Billy has so many points. He's always like, when are you flying? Because I will upgrade you like every time. He's the best. Thanks, the Billy. Best. Well, he, he doesn't have any points for this year anymore. So damn it for next year. I won't be upgrading myself. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for the, all the previous times. But here's another hack. Not for airplanes. Not for anything productive. I can, You can't see me very well right now because I cuz it's all blurred and like light i'm losing light but there's a new function on zoom where you can put makeup on yourself i'm what i'm wearing virtual lipstick right shut now shut up yes i had you, nothing on today did you wear that on the live stream or was that real no that was real and then today i was like oh getting ready for this recording it's always such a daunting preparation experience because you know i'm like in my pjs all day and then if we we're recording yeah. i'm like i have to be somewhat presentable i was so lazy and then i was playing around on zoom and there's these different filters and this is in beta i guess it's like a studio filter beta feature but you can choose all types of lipstick so shieldy i can steal your lipstick anytime i want without actually putting it on this is game changing for <laughs>
0: dates people yes. This yes. is like the way to do virtual dates from now on. I know I've always been the person that says like, don't send a Zoom link. That's super like <laughs> douchey and just like here's a meeting link. But I might be starting to send people Zoom links from now on if it means oh that I don't gosh. have to do my makeup. Hell
1: yeah. You can do lipstick and you can do
0: eyebrows. But what happens like if you know how like the virtual background like the second you move around it gets Look all like this, It looks super natural. It does. I'm I'm blown away. You had away no idea. Right I wasn't gonna I had tell had you. No idea. Okay, guys, this is you heard it here first. This is the hack. This is the hack to look at your best. You'll get more hacks, but this is one of them. <laughs>
1: Isn't that the best hack ever? I mean, I just gotta say, like, I'm so happy because I can be lazy now.
0: You gotta bring this up on uh, the event with Kimmy. She's. going to I will die. for sure. She's I will. Die.
1: I tried on some of the eyebrows. They they did not look very good, but the lips looked really really good. So I'm You're okay like, I with don't, that.
0: I don't need my eyebrow person anymore I assume I'm good to go look Julie oh my god that is creepy okay anyone who is not on YouTube you gotta get over because UA's eyebrows just grew by like 20 percent
1: just I don't know the eyebrows are ever gonna be a thing (laughs) but
0: I know (laughs) UA you're not going on virtual dates right now because you're in a relationship but I would strongly suggest not having that look
1: do you like my neon green eyebrows right now? I love this feature so much. I just got to say, I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: So, <laughs> so good. Okay, so I think my my learnings here is that, you know, <laughs> there is you can a good be lazier. way. You can be lazier. There's a good way to present yourself. And then there is a wrong way to present yourself. And that is the lime green neon eyebrows. However, if it floats your boat, go for it. You I know, I don't know want to say the wrong way. I don't want to say the wrong yeah, way. You just gotta do you. you, do. It, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> spice things up a little bit. My goodness. You know, that actually could be a real cause you don't know like you need to like, you can't oversell yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm thinking like when you first go on a video date, you show up with the green eyebrows and then you're like, just <laughs> kidding. And then everyone's like, Oh, you look so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line. It's a good tip. So you're
1: starting, you're saying start low. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then you can only go
1: up from there. You can
0: only go up. So this is a teaser to our next month's sounding board guest, Logan Yuri, who we are so excited to have. She is a crowd favorite with Science of Dating, one of our most popular episodes to date. And she said something that stuck out for me. It's the last impression you leave, right? Is how people remember you. So if you start low, but then you move high, they're gonna remember the high and they're gonna remember like the jump of feeling like this is all psychology people. <laughs> it's proven logan's and like i true. do not approve that message <laughs>
1: like actually I would have said the opposite but it's all good girls it's all good yeah play around I think it's about playing around with your photos and your profiles and sometimes maybe you just want to like upload some wacky photos see who you match with and then surprise them in real life like catfish the other way around you know exactly
0: I love it (laughs) so we brought back the would you rather should we um, share this week's question
1: so the question is I love superpowers I love any questions with superpowers so in a relationship or in dating, would you rather have the superpower of you being able to read other people's mind, so your partner's mind, or have the person you're dating be able to read your mind?
0: Mm. What was your
1: answer to this, Julie?
0: You know, I was going to say the first one, I'd rather read their mind, but that could be super dangerous. Mm. I don't know if I want to know what my partner was thinking all the time, but I also wouldn't want them to read my mind. Can I answer none? None of the above? No, it's a would you rather. Okay. I guess if I had to pick, I guess I would prefer to read their mind, but no, I think I'm going to prefer them to read my mind because, okay, this is why I'm going to go with this answer. Okay, I've thought this through. I'm kind of a sensitive person. And I think sometimes I interpret things in ways that they're not always mm. meant to be. And I would just start making rash generalizations if I just knew every last thought that was going through someone's mind. I think sometimes ignorance is bliss and let it just like come out. Like what if they were, okay. I know a lot of friends who are in super healthy relationships right now, but Mm -hmm. the first couple months and like the beginning and like, I'm sure there's even time now, like people do question things. Like they start Mm -hmm. to have second doubts and they're like, should I be with this person? Like, I would not want to hear all that. Like I want someone to just work through that shit on their own. Own. And if it comes out the other side, that they really don't want to be with me, then I'll address it then. But if they come through and they're like, nope, this is the person for me, I don't need to know that they even had that doubt.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's exactly why I would choose to read their mind. So we're, I'm choosing the other side only but for because, the same reason. Interesting. For the same reason, because I know I have more control
0: of mm. how
1: I interpret other people's thoughts, but I have no control of how my partner could interpret mm. my thoughts. Mm. I understand that I'm going to hear things and find out things that I will not love. The fact that he could he could look at me one day and be like she's really fucking annoying and I yeah. hear that. <laughs> but I'm uh, but I'm ready to face that. I don't want him to hear me go he's really
0: fucking annoying because I don't know how he would interpret that. So the reason I chose the other is because I think I wear my expressions on my face anyways. I think if I thought someone was so super fucking annoying, they'd probably know
1: it. That's true. Yes. So it depends on how good you are at lying. And I'm very good <laughs> at lying. <laughs>
0: no, I'm just kidding. But
1: you are in the minority. So 80% of people chose that they rather read their partner's mind and 20% chose that they want their partner to read their mind. But everybody was kind of flip flopping. You know, a lot of people... People said, I choose C, which is none of the above. And I was like, nope, that's not a good one.
0: It's a tough one. This is a tough one for sure. Yeah. In a healthy
1: relationship, you shouldn't be able to read each other's minds because you just tell each other. But if you had, but the question is, if you had a superpower, which one would you choose?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I love these (laughs) would you rathers. They're always mind boggling. also, we are working on a Would You Rather book that's going to yes. be released for the holidays. But also another big announcement. Our merch store is live. Yeah. Woo! We got t-shirts. We got hoodies. We got coffee mugs. Masks. We got it masks. Oh, yeah. How could I forget masks? Yeah, Yeah, we were talking about this too on the the live stream. It's like if you need a conversation starter, people are like, how do I meet people in real life nowadays? It's really fucking hard because no one wants to come near you. But if you have a really cute mask, that could be a convo starter.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And so we worked for a long time on the merch store. It's not something we just slapped together. It was like, this will do. I think you will all find Something super cute in there that you'll want for yourself or for your friends. Okay. Yep. Just saying, check it out. And we
0: tried to use some of the funnier datable sayings or episode titles in some of them. So, yeah, they're all datable originals. So, hopefully, you can rock your datable gear.
1: But if we're anybody expecting us to slap our faces on like a mask or a t shirt, sorry, that's <laughs> not what our merch looks like right now. But you can certainly request it. <laughs>
0: Yep. And we also didn't make them heavily branded on purpose. Like we don't want you to be like, you know, like rocking the Abercrombie sweatshirt. You know which one I'm talking about. You know, that like big ass branded sweatshirt. Or the Gap sweatshirts. I mean, that that was a trend for a little, but not current day. And so it's very subtle. I mean, there is a stay dateable one, but it's not like dateable podcast branding all over the place. It's classy. it's classy so definitely go to our website but we are giving away free dateable tattoos if you let julie and i do the tattoo (laughs) okay anybody Anybody? that's (laughs) that's if you join the sounding board at the thousand dollar a month level just kidding there isn't one (laughs) but maybe we should make one but all i guess in seriousness sounding board members do get discounts to the merch store so You were looking for another reason to be a sounding board member. There you got it. Ooh, ooh. Yes, yes. (laughs) Let's shift gears for a
1: quick sec because we always like to spend some time promoting other podcasts that we like, especially in our frolic network. So the one podcast we want to promote this week is called Womance, like W-H-O-A. (laughs) Whoa, Womance. Mance. (laughs) It's a weekly podcast all about romance novels and ourselves so the two (laughs) hosts unearth the weirdest bits and the sexiest parts of a romance novel each week it's like listening to two people you want to be friends with talking about cool stuff Like orgasms and what it means to be a human under late capital. (laughs) Come join the party and um, get in the fun. It's called Womance Weekly Podcast. (laughs)
0: Love it. Love it. (laughs) So fun. And then we've been also trying out this new tool Uh that's really cool for podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you ever find that when you're listening to a riveting podcast such as ours, that you want to revisit certain sections or even want to take notes? Yep, I've certainly kept a list of timestamps of some of our previous episodes, so I can re-listen to these parts over and over again. And now with the Big Cast app, you can streamline that whole process. Simply put, you can clip sections of a podcast episode right in the app and it saves your account. And with each clip, you can add your own notes so you can recall why you saved that clip. So I recently did this with our interview with Case Kenny about shifting your mindset after you get ghosted. So I saved that clip within the BitCast app and I was able to share that clip right away on social media and with some friends who really needed to hear this. So in addition to all of this, I think BitCast is also a great discovery platform where you can listen to clips of other podcasts. Think of it as like sampling before you subscribe try it out. Share with us any clips you've saved from our show because we're super curious to see what you found interesting. Just download the Cast app in the App Store. It's free. It's spelled B-I-T-C-A-S-T. It's a great idea.
0: So this week's episode, I have been so excited to release this episode, Nikki Novo. So we're doing, you know, like what's been holding you back in dating? Like that's the million dollar question. And UA and I both, we found Nikki came to us, actually. I think she reached out to us and I remember having like a screening call and I was just like, we need to have her on the podcast. Like she's going to be so amazing. She wrote this book called The Final Swipe that definitely highly recommend. We were actually also on her podcast the Final Swipe podcast, and she is a medium and she did readings for UA and I. So have you ever done a reading like this UA before? Because this was my first time. Never.
1: Mind blown. I told so many friends about it. Oh, me too. Every
0: friend was like, I need to do this. It's basically like a clarity reading. So she will like assess kind of what's been holding you back and where you're going in the future, which I mean, who doesn't want to know both of those questions. So you'll get a little sneak in because we actually did some clips from our reading and we did want to make it though like while it does focus on ourselves in the sense of like our reading clips it is general enough to the types of things that are holding most people back when it comes to dating and relationships so you'll probably see some of your own stuff pop up throughout this <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: that's right when we did our readings and Julie did hers first and then I did mine. I think a few months
0: after right it was quite a bit of time after yeah you did yours. because I think at first I was like oh I'm still single I should be the one that gets the reading when we then realized like no like things could be holding you back no matter your relationship status it really has nothing to do with that at all so then I think there was like some time between the recording and then her travel schedule mm-hmm. and your travel schedule but yes you ended up of doing it a little bit later than me.
1: So I already kind of knew what to expect because Julie kind of told me about her experience, but I had no idea how much I needed this. And the reason why I thought I needed this afterwards was you get to a point in your life, whether you're in a relationship or not, where you're just looking for some sort of guidance. Mm-hmm. And it's not guidance from your friends or your family. You're like looking for this third party person who will look at your life holistically and just say, you're on the right path or you're not on the right path. And I just yeah. needed that. I just needed to hear that.
0: I actually think it's super interesting this episode because you and I do come from totally different like places because I actually, when I did the reading, I had just broken up with my ex too. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, if I had done the reading a month earlier, I think it would have been totally different because I would have mm. gone in trying to be like, is this the right relationship for me? Am I like, you know, am I wasting my time? Am I like progressing? Like all these things. And I think you went in with that that agenda a little more like i That's have a, true. i'm on a path am i on the right path where i'm kind of like i'm not sure what path i'm on right now <laughs> like i'm just open you know so i think it if you're you know super duper single or you're in a really fully committed relationship i think you're going to get something out of this one
1: okay should we just get to it i think let's get to
0: it <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> nikki has so much
1: good <laughs> stuff to say here is nikki novo Feeling a little bit stuck is the name of the game of this episode. I think we can all relate to this feeling of, I don't know, whether it's like your personal life or your professional life, just feeling something is stopping me, blocking me, preventing me from moving forward. Even people who have life figured out probably feel stuck at some point in their lives, right? (laughs) So our guest for today is the woman to help us get unstuck. Her name is Nikki Novo, she's 38 years old, she lives in Miami, she's been there on and off for 30 years, originally from New Jersey after her parents left Cuba, and she's married. Now she's an intuitive dating guide who teaches people how to date intuitively and find their energetic blocks, and she's also the author of The Final Swipe, Heal Your Heart, Find Your Person, and End the Dating Search for Good. And she also has a podcast called The Final Swipe, which we were on too. Hi Nikki, how are you? Hey Nikki. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for helping us find clarity. Julie and I (laughs) both did clarity readings with Nikki individually to find out what's holding us back. And what if we're on the path that we're meant to be on. But let's first start, like, let's step back for a sec. How did you get into this field?
2: It's a good question. Um, I was actually an editor for many years. Um, I I worked, well, first I worked in the film industry. So I studied publicity and I worked at Lionsgate and Fox Searchlight. And then I decided I wanted to be a writer. So I moved back to Miami from LA and um, I started just writing at different publications. But during that process, of course, like any good story I had, I I thought I was going to get married and like this guy just totally dumped me and like broke my heart and I was so confused. And, you know, I just feel like at that point in your life, you either like go seek out a therapist, maybe you take some drugs or you go see a psychic. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) <laughs> I'll go see a psychic, um and I went to this woman. And my friends and I, we were like on this hunt for like a good psychic, and uh, we went to this woman who basically. Well, the first woman told me that I was never going to be happy unless I was with this boyfriend of mine. Oh, so I was shit. like, I remember getting out of there and crying and being like, "Oh my god, my how could you do that to a person?" First of all, I was like, how can,
0: especially how could when they're seeking this? clarity about that person, you're like, "Nope, this is forever." <laughs>
2: Right. Like at the end of it, she's like, and for $450, I can clear oh. that out for you. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's
0: how this upsell
1: yeah. works. <laughs> so like, oh, this
2: is so awful. So that was like really funny. My friends like still feel bad about that story because I like they, they were the ones that took me to the psychic. But then after that, I, I didn't give up and we went to somebody else. She actually predicted my husband like two and a half years before I even met him Um, and she was just so spot on and I was so fascinated like by her gift. And I guess that's probably, I mean, I'm sure that that was probably a sign that I had something like that in me because I don't, Mm. maybe not everybody is fascinated the way that Mm. I was. Like I was like so fascinated. I had so many questions about like how she was doing what she was doing. And that was really, like, the beginning of, like, my spiritual awakening. I So I was, like, you know, this editor during the day, like, doing fashion and beauty, uh, working at, like, for big publications. And then, like, at night, I was, like, studying all this, like, weird, like, wizard, like, metaph- metaphysical stuff. And um, I just – you know, that kind of like brought me down this rabbit hole of like studying Reiki and I studied um, hypnotherapy and I was studying all these things for my own self healing. Like, I mm. never in my wildest dreams thought I would be doing this for work. So that was in 2008. And then the, the blogging, you know, world was like exploding at the time. And um, actually, that boyfriend that I dated was he started a blog for me and then he broke up with me two weeks later. Um, and I was like stuck with his blog. And I was like, well, I guess you know, I'm going to take this blog and I'm going to write about, I'm going to go on a bunch of dates and I'm going to write about it. And then obviously he's going to want to like get back to me. Oh my gosh. He's going to feel so jealous that I- The ultimate revenge. (laughs) In my mind, in my very theatrical mind, this was like a really good plan. And of course, like what ended up happening was that I would- you know, spoiler alert, he did not give three shit um, about my <laughs> about my dating escapades. And um, between like that self-healing that I was doing and the dating, I just really started to like find myself. I really was just mm. going into this like self-healing, self-exploration place. I was writing about it and people, you know, my blog just ended up getting popular at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was a moment that I realized that like dating is such a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. Like it truly is like a sacred time. um, And there's so much for us to like learn and be aware of about ourselves, about humans, about how we do the thing that we do. And I thought it was just such a good teaching moment. So like even, and people of course were interested in my journey and I ultimately met my husband, we got married and um, I just found it to be like, once I really got into like Personal development and spirituality. Like, I, there was just like no turning back. Like, I just Mm. wanted to continue to do that. And I just found it to be like a good place to start helping people. And as I was studying all these things, like, that's when like all these senses started opening up. And I was like, on top of that, like on top of just journey, I was like see, you know, hearing dead people and like spirit mm. guides were showing up. And like all these I started to like see energy and all these things that never I was never that child that, you know, like predicted, mm. you know, that my grandmother was gonna pass away or anything like that. It was truly like a an interest that ultimately brought me I was so curious that I ended up studying. And the studying is actually what what opened it up all for me. And then at some point, there was just like no turning back. Like I loved it so much. And people mm. were coming to me, and I was like by accident reading them. And it was kind of, I always say, it's like they were coming in to like get some advice it's kind of like when you think you're just going in for sex and then like a guy sticks it up your butt and you're like, whoa, I didn't come for that. Like, that's kind of- <laughs> Well, kind what, what is that like? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, whoa, like, no, thank you. Like I did not want that. Um, that's kind of like they would show up and then all of a sudden I would read them and they were like, whoa, like I, you know, it was so confusing. And I was like, okay, Nikki, like you have to start coming out. Like you have to kind of start explaining
1: what you're doing. Oh,
0: I think you bring up an interesting point though, is like everyone wants the answers, right? Like we're all so future focused and and I think that's why like a lot of people seek, like, I know that was something that was very interesting to you, A and I, when we went and did the reading with you, it was like, what will our life be in the future? Like, mm-hmm. why do you think that we feel like this discontent with like just letting things ride out versus wanting to know the answers?
2: You know, I kind of think that as like we evolve as a species, like I I think it's just the same way, like back in the day when you're out to dinner and there was no phone and there was no Google, like you'd have an argument and you just kind of leave it at that. But now it's like we have an argument with a friend and we're trying to prove our our, you know, point and we can get on our phone and we can Google it and like prove them like we have those resources. And I think that we just like now have, we're starting to understand that like, oh, if there's this resource, if there's like this ability to actually like figure out what's going to happen in the future, like I want in on that. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's like actually like more available to us, I feel like. So I think we're just always trying to hack and like trying to get farther and farther and trying to see. So I think that, um, you know, like if it's available, like why why not? And everybody has had, I think, you know, most people have had an experience where they do get a prediction and, it, and it's true.
1: And a lot of that could be self-manifestation yeah. too. I mean, if you knew totally. what your life will be in 10 years, right. you might live your today much differently. So it's actually – Something that we've been talking about in our Facebook group with a Would You Rather that we posed uh, recently. But it's kind of like, why can't we accept, like, why can't we just live our lives thinking that our life will be a certain way in the future? Why do we need someone to tell us what it'll be like?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, totally. And I I think it's just, you know, it's nice to get that outside, like somebody who doesn't know what's going on in your life and that has no skin in the game, basically, Mm. and that is able to tell you like, and at least give you a, a little bit of like some crumbs that make you feel like, okay, that's like legit. So you can trust. I always say that, I mean, the way, at least the way that I do readings, like my hope is that you're having an experience like with your, with your soul, you know, that you're having an experience with the divine. And it's like, you know, all of us, I think, even if we don't believe in a way, we almost like want. God to like whisper in our ear sometime and just be like, it's going to be okay. So if we, you know, if we can have, we do have access to our soul. We do have access to that information. You can absolutely do it on your own. Like if you can, like, why wouldn't you? You know,
0: I think it also comes down to like this feeling of wanting to control the future. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of us feel like love is the one area of our lives that we just can't control like work, we can control all this stuff. But you feel differently, you feel like you can manifest love. Can you tell us a little more about that?
2: Yeah, definitely. I was just, I just had a client and we were talking a little bit about that. Okay. So, definitely. Yes. I mean, we're all afraid of the unknown, which is why during this time that we're filming, like 2020 has been so hard because there is so much unknown. And that truly is at the end of the day, what makes us nervous. Cause we exist in a world where we think we have control over things, um, but we we don't really have control (laughs) as we are learning. So I think that, you know, once we realize how human we are, you know, it makes us a little nervous, but when it comes for so a few things which gets a little tricky but some people that are that really want to go down the rabbit hole their first question is like well what if i am doing all the dating stuff and it's actually not in the cards for me, right? Like what if, mm-hmm. so if I truly believe in like fate and destiny, what if it's not in my fate and my destiny, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's almost like if I, if I believe in readings, I also kind of have to believe in fate and destiny. It's mm-hmm. like, you can't really, you know, not believe in one. So that's usually like a question. And it's true. There are some people who are like destined to not be in relationship. What, what I have found in um working with so many people and in doing the readings is that, when people have like a very strong desire for something, it ends up like being in their path. Like, and even something that we do that we keep hitting our head up against the wall and we're like, my gosh, I'm insane. Why do I keep doing this Mm -hmm. thing? And it's because it's actually like in their path. Mm. Because if at some point, if it wasn't, you just like, you wouldn't have kept following it. So I have never really found anybody who has that desire and like keeps doing it and not, you know, and, and do it like in a way that like, you know, that it's not meant for them. So they have to, we first have to understand like that if we desire something that way and that we really feel called to it, we have to trust that that's like in our path. That's the first like step. You have to trust that it's like for you, you know, that it's there for you. And then secondly, like once you know that, then you have to be like, okay, this is like my my path, my destiny, like I just need to walk that path and not get in my mm-hmm. own way. Mm-hmm. And we have to look at like what actually gets in our own way. And that's that's the trick. Like the blocks, the things that that true it's the beliefs, it's the things that, you know, the things that we're hiding from ourselves or the ways of thinking that are off or the lack of integrity, you know, sometimes we say we want something but our actions are totally different. So yeah. that's where you get to like have a little bit more control when you start to like self-hack yourself and you actually go deep, then you move all that stuff around out of the way and like then the path is is easy to walk. So I, you know, like it's not so much that I'm manifesting it, it's I'm living into my path.
0: Right. Now that totally makes sense. Cause I feel like fear too is what gets in most people's way. And then yeah. I know just like from personal experience with friends and stuff, like that have settled down and met their person, it's like usually when they're in a really good space. And at least for me too, it's like when things have played in. Every other area of your life is like you're, you're feeling good about yourself. And I think right? that's so important to making sure that you're on that path.
1: Visually, this is what I see. I mean, I almost feel like I'm in a video game with life sometimes <laughs> and you hit a we wall. Are. And if when you are, when you do hit a wall, I think my first knee jerk reaction is to be mad at the wall. Like, why is this wall here? Why did I, how did I get stuck here? Can I go around the wall? Is there another route? And then I just kind of simmer there. And I think that's what being stuck for me means Mm -hmm. is being stuck in front of a wall, not seeing what's beyond it. But Mm -hmm. what you're saying is really brings so much freedom to the way we can approach life, which is beyond the wall, there's more for you. You just have Mm -hmm. to be patient at knocking down this wall. And that's mm-hmm. I mean like visually I find that really helpful yeah. to think about too and that's the fear part too totally. you know you can't like can't lead with fear because if you lead with fear you get stuck at the wall
0: you said you said it so well in your book yeah. I love it like that we lead with fear instead of leading with love when it comes to dating mm-hmm. and relationships Like, why do you think we do this? Like, cause that is, we always talk about it in our podcast. It's like, people are in this game of me versus you opposed to building a relationship together. Like, why do you think that is kind of our default mode in this game?
2: I have a lot of thoughts about this. I mean, number 1, I mean, we we are we we grow up with a lot of fear, you know, fear-based ideas like if 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 you don't study, you're going to, you know, you're going to get an F. If you get an F, I'm going to take this away from you. So that like we train ourselves like as children, you know, that like everything is going to be taken away if we don't do the thing that we're supposed to do. So that's like number 1. But also I've actually read some people that like talk about the history of dating, they go deeper into it. And there is some like actually very human parts of us that, especially women, that um, there's been times in our lineage that there has been less men than women, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's men have gone to war like Mm -hmm. forever. But this is the first time that we're like, you know, kind of what's it called? Uh, You know, we're we're not like killing each other as much. I mean, (laughs) we are, but in different ways. But for many, many generations, like you know, there has been tribes and the men would go out and fight and the women would stay behind. So that's actually like written in our DNA in many ways, that fear of like not having enough, if they're not being enough people. Mm -hmm. And then men also have the opposite where, you know, they're, they're used to an abundance. So if we're talking about like those, you know, that kind of that typical like male, female relationship. So there is like actually something that's in our body also like that's just in our blood basically like in our dna from many many generations of having lack so we're learning to we have to work past our animal instincts for sure
1: Mm, yeah that's that's interesting think about it's almost like in our dna and i Mm -hmm. feel like i'm very excited for modern dating right now because i think we are rewriting that dna we no longer Mm -hmm. see those traditional gender roles and how can we kind of navigate around i think that's why Modern dating is so fascinating right now because we're rewriting mm-hmm. history For sure. in some ways. We're going
2: behind, like, beyond that, like, animal instinct and all totally. that stuff. So we're used to, like, just dating and thinking that there's there's not enough. We're, we're used to think, you know, we also don't know how to trust life, like, mm-hmm. we like how we started the conversation. We're, we're so afraid of, like, trusting that things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We're... We just really live in this idea that like we control everything like which we don't and that distrust actually causes all this self-sabotaging. Like we literally act, I see people like acting different when they date because they think they're going to like lose a person and that is so unattractive. You are not sexy. You are not sexy. None of us are sexy. When we like are, you know, what are the words that we use, like clingy and like all those things?
1: And it's because we're afraid of losing something. We right. think that there's, mm-hmm. or a lack games. of something. Yeah, it's all coming yeah. from
0: fear at the end of the day. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So once someone finds some sort of clarity with you, the only thing we, I always say, the only thing we have control of is our mindset. That's it. Nothing else we can control. So what is something that people can do to change their mindset? What's like the first step? I used to, I studied mindset first.
2: That was kind of like my intro into this work, but I ultimately like found that, you know, it's beyond mindset, but like actually like integrating into the body. Cause like we, like our body actually has a lot of the mm. fear is actually like held in the body more than it's in the head. Most of the time it, it's, you know, it's like kind of the chicken or the egg, like it's the body that feels it. And then the mind, mm. you know, reacts, or is it the mind that believes it? And then the body reacts. Um, but I do, you know, try to kind of look at the whole mind body connection. But the first, the first step is just like, it's kind of like when you're an addict, you know, it's like the first step of just being like, okay, like there's some healing that needs to happen. Like I'm human. Yeah. And I have to like admit that there's like healing. It's not that I need to get better. It's not that I need to be better. It's not that I need to be more perfect or more this or that. It's just that there are traumas big and small, like stuck in me that are keeping me from from something that like is my birthright, you know, love and connection, you know, it's, it's, available for all of us. It truly is. But there's something in my energy that makes me feel like not worthy of it, or that makes me like feel stuck from it. So I first have to start with the idea that that like that that is true, and that I have to. And I really do feel that like once we agree to that. There's so many different ways to like heal these things. Like mm-hmm. some of it is like you read a good mindset book and like it clicks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the girl that goes to yoga and like has this awakening. Some people do uh, ayahuasca or psychedelics okay. and they have some sort of, so there's so many different paths to healing. But one thing that we do know about the universe is that like you put something out and you're going to receive feedback So like, if I put out this idea that like, I need some solutions for my healing, you're going to start to attract things Mm. that like are right for you because what's Mm. right for my healing may be very different for yours, but it's this idea that we live in this world where there's so many, you know, resources and there's so many people that are experts in these things. Like we
0: just need to say, like, I need help. (laughs) That's it. So let's get into uh, how you healed UA and I. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do feel healed. <laughs> How do you guys feel? Totally healed. Uh, but yeah, we did readings that we'll go into for anyone here that's interested in what Nikki predicted for UA&I and, and then also what was holding us back. I think we really want to talk about that because a lot of the stuff that you found for the two of us was different. But I think a lot of our listeners can relate to these because they're very common throughout. But before we go into our, like our own scenarios – Can you tell us a little more about just like your whole practice and what you do and more of the methodology?
2: Yeah. And how that works. So when you guys, when you talk about blocks, what you're referring to is their energy blocks. So one of the, so I studied Reiki, which is like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's healing shot, like it's working through the chakra centers. But when I studied it, what happened to me was that I started like seeing energy and I actually learned to, I started to read energy. It's, you're supposed to like use your hands and kind of sense. But what happened is that like, I started to close my eyes and I could see people's energy. And I, Mm -hmm. for some reason, like, I can't even explain how I do it, but I can read it. And actually I have, I teach people how to read energy so that I have a program where I teach people how to, so anybody can learn how to do it.
1: Is it colors that you see, Nikki? Yeah, I see colors. I
2: see shadows and Uh it's in like your, it's in your third eye, like close my eyes and then I can, and you guys know, like I don't, I don't, I don't see people on the phone. Right. I'm just talking to you on the phone and I like see your, your energy comes forward to me and then. I close my eyes and I can see like it's it's the it's the most strangest like thing ever, but I can see um the the chakras like the different colors, mm-hmm. and I'll see you know. Th- they're small or they're big or there's a shadow or something. And based off of that, I receive, info, like I can read them, like if they were mm. a book. And when I read them, that's where I find the blocks because the the centers are our energy centers. They're like, there's it's how our energy flows. And if our energy is not like flowing in the way that like our life is supposed to be moving, the, the chakras will be blocked. So the chakras almost like talk to me and they're like, this is what's like not working. So that's how I pull that information.
0: So for anyone that's like a 101, mm-hmm. can you kind of explain what a chakra is and some of these colors. Yeah. I'm very curious what the colors are. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So chakras. Um, So we have a lot of chakras on our body, but if, if you've ever been to like a yoga class or maybe you've done like, um, you know, just any sort of holistic medicine, you've probably seen like the little like figure of somebody meditating and there's these colors like down, mm-hmm. not the spine, but like down that, that center of us. Those are chakras. They're, so they're energy centers. So basically like we are energy. These are like little wheels that make sure that the like kind of you almost like going to imagine them like our AC ducks, like the, the AC, like they have <laughs> really to float. There's like, yeah. <laughs> There's like a duck and that is like – you know, that's stuck, like the it, the rest of the flow is just you're not, you're not gonna have good AC, right? So like the idea is that these chakras are working well, that it's flowing. They each one represents something different in our life. So there's like a top one that represents like our spirituality. There's, there's, you know, obviously there's the heart chakra, which is like love. So they actually all represent something. And um, it's just fascinating how much information you can get from it. It's it's crazy.
0: So I gotta ask this because I'm sure people are wondering, <laughs> have you ever had someone that you've worked with that is like, did not like their path that, that you basically predicted for them?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, so, you know, there's people that, yes, there are people, and I think any of who have been to psychics, I know that when I went to that first psychic that I was telling yeah. you about, I wanted her to tell me that, my boyfriend was going to come back that we were going right. to be okay, or that I was right. going to marry a doctor, like right. something right. good, something you know? good. <laughs> George Clooney <laughs> yeah. in the in <laughs> <Yeah. my> future, <laughs> totally. Like just something like, and then I was going to win the lotto the next day. Yeah. I don't know, right. something good. And um, you know, a good reading is somebody that shows you how to walk that path, and you know what are the paths available to you because mm-hmm. we always have several paths as well, and um, not somebody who's going to like um, make you feel, you know, that you're going to get what you want, you know, at the end of the day. So yes, I've definitely, typically people who are attracted to me, like know my, my style. So they know that I'm not going to just like, you know, blow like smoke up their butt or whatever.
1: Well, I think that's that goes with any sort of coaching business Mm -hmm. too. If someone's not ready to receive the information, they just want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah. If they don't hear it, then they get mad at you. Or have the set
0: outcome in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I felt after mine that it was so dead on. And I think part of it was that I didn't go in with any expectations in Mm -hmm. the first place. Like it was more just because we were doing this podcast and then also just to see, you know, like where the path was and the blockage. I read your book before, and I think like what you've said about just getting in your own way and so much of like what's holding you back. So I'm happy to share. Maybe we can just kick off. Yeah,
1: let's hold that
0: thought for a sec. We'll get
1: right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom. But did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure enhancing cannabinoids, libido strengthening herbs and a low dose of THC all into one mind blowing gummy called high love. This gummy. Wow. It will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning dreams. HC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code datable at VIAHEMP.com. That's V I I A H E M P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to VIAHEMP.com and use a code datable to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's VIAHEMP.com and use a code DATEABLE at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from VIAHEMP. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy
0: Yeah. I was thinking,
1: Julie, since you did the reading first, you should walk our listeners okay. through what your experience with was with Nikki from the very beginning. Like, what was the coordination process? And then, like, <laughs> what did you do? And then what did, you know. <laughs> Yeah, people are very curious.
0: I mean, we went on basically what Nikki alluded to is that we went on Uber conference line. And I think Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, my God, I remember asking you, like, can you do this just over here? Like, I was so blown away by it. But you explain the whole process of how you have meditated before. And it wasn't just like, I'm here now and doing this, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I think I was like, I I definitely am a b- believer in spirituality. Like I wouldn't say I'm like deep in spirituality of like all past lives and all of that, but I do believe in the universe. I do believe in having a path in life and setting your own path. So I was excited to do the reading. I thought it would be really interesting. And I've never really done anything like this. Like I did, my God, I did like uh <laughs> I feel like it was so bad. It was in Tahoe. Like we found this like um, oh, yeah. a psychic next to like a gelato shop, and like all my friends were like, <laughs> like one of them went in, and she's like, "This was mind blowing." So we like all started to go in, and then at the end, we're like, "What is <laughs> happening <fine>. right now?"
1: <laughs> and like a <So> hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> right? Later, exactly. We're like, Martin this was wasn't so
0: really funny. necessarily like a reputable place. We just like stumbled next to it because we wanted ice cream. So. <laughs> <laughs> so fun but though. this was yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, I enjoyed it. And I think like, what came out too for that one was sometimes we can interpret things the way that we want to interpret. Like, I mean, that one was also very short. I feel like that was like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Like with you, it was like, I think we were talking for like an hour, an hour and 15. Like it was a pretty long session. And um I think like when we started off, we talked about just what was holding me back. I think that was like a big piece of it. And I think that's what a lot of people want to know if they're not in the spot. Like, I think it's interesting that we're going to talk about my experience and UAs because we're both in different stages right now. Like I'm single, UAs in a relationship. But with both scenarios, you always kind of want to know what's next. So here's a little sample Mm -hmm. of my reading with Nikki.
2: But there was, in a weird way, like, it seemed like the the relationship was always plagued with this idea that, like, it wasn't going to last, that he wasn't right. going to, that he was going to go away. And that that anxiety, like, really plagued um, the relationship. And, and, and you know, we can argue, like, chicken or the, like, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, like, the, did, you know, did uh, the energy create the outcome? Or, like, was, the, was it mm-hmm. that it was your intuition that that, that person was going to leave you? But most importantly, like understanding that like what keeps you connected is the fear of not having him around. Mm-hmm. So like we kind of want to like release that fear. Also, you know, know that there's so many lifetimes to, to be with each other, um, that like his soul and spirit is always with you um, and that you're like releasing each other so that. This lifetime can have a happy ending. it's It's weird. It's kind of it's like a but it's almost like the, that the attachment comes from a fear of losing of, of being afraid that the person won't be there. So it's like yeah. if we remove the fear of the person not being there, do you do you guys really want to be with each other? do you you can actually like really see that it's just not the right match this lifetime at this time? But right. the fear kind of creates like a fog. You know, what if it's almost like, I'm grateful I experienced that. I'm grateful I got to see you again. like I, am okay with the expiration date it's like you had a beautiful like experience but if you keep it going longer like you spoil the experience like you it's like drinking spoiled milk he has like a very he has a different path too i don't know I, i i'm i kind of feel like he's not even supposed to be in relationship um is my sense um, or to the level of commitment that, like, you know, is in your path. He's always going to be in your life, um, which is not weird for you to, you know, to, like, have a new relationship. He doesn't keep you from other relationships by any means. It's more just, like, it's not, it kind of like, it's not so much that he is like, oh my gosh, holding this piece in your heart and doesn't allow you to date. Like, that's not what it is. It's more the temptation. It's really that fear, like the temptation to try to work on it again is what keeps, like, what is what's the worst part. So it's not so much that he's in your life. Because some people... Like, I'll see that that relationship is kind of, like, pulling the other person's energy and, that like, that's what's, you know, it's holding, like, a piece in your... You, you don't have that. Yours is more just, like, it's more of a... It's the brain, like, trying to complete the task, basically. But I think even just, honestly, like, having it in your head that, like, this is not my person and yeah. I am finding my person, that just that knowing and even just, like, that conversation, like, we are not each other's people, you know, like, and right. and he doesn't it's not that he doesn't have a person it's just that um he's just not gonna do a traditional commitment by any means um and if if he is committed it'll be like much older i'm not super concerned about like you guys being in each other's life it's more just like kind of maybe setting a few boundaries and and really like your mind like working on the mindset about what Mm -hmm. you think this relationship is will alleviate some of like the impulse basically.
0: Like, I think a lot of people are held back by, you know, like that gold standard, that person that saw them in a certain way that didn't work out with. Like, why do you think that we do get so fixated, like on this? And like, how do we break through from it?
2: <laughs> well, you're you're not going to like my answer. But I'll- <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll explain my answer. But um, so I, if I remember correctly, Julie, you guys were soulmates, like you guys had a soulmate relationship. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that. I don't expect everybody to believe in past lives, but if you're interested, there's lots of material on it, <laughs> but we, you know, there's just some people that we connect to that we were like, I know this person, you know, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've done this before. I've, I've seen this. There's just why, why is it that I can have more depth with this person mm-hmm. than I might've had depth with like my boyfriend who I was dating for five years. Like right. I, I had that relationship. I remember I had this like long-term boyfriend for like six years and got over him in like six minutes <laughs> when we broke up yeah. and then had like a boyfriend of one year that took me six years to get over. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Things like that. And, um, a lot of that comes, you know, truly, and, and and I know that's maybe not the best answer, but it does come from these like soulmate connections. Which, just to clarify, the two of you can be soulmates, right? Like you could have been, mm-hmm. you know, brother sisters in a past life or mother daughter in a past life. So we, it's not just romantic; it's just basically souls that we have lived other lifetimes with. So not to think that like if you lost a soulmate, you're not going to find another soulmate. That that's the real definition of a soulmate is a soul that I have lived with before. Mm-hmm. That definitely like shows up, and I and I just think you know, and I, I'm sure there's some medical explanation too, but I would imagine that at some point, you know, you just, the life feels lonely, you know, mm-hmm. and like, there's not too many people that understand this. And when we right. find somebody who like really understands us, it just, it's a different, it's just this feeling that is almost like, you know, addictive and, you know, it, it, it takes time to, to let somebody see us that way. And it's just sometimes there's some people that make that process easier for us. They, they hold space for us to be able to, sh- to allow ourselves to show ourselves faster. And then we connect. If we could bottle up that formula, like it would be mm-hmm. a different scenario. But there truly are just people that make space for us to be ourselves. Right. And there's something about the way they love and the, the way that they um, – But that doesn't always mean that they're meant to be our romantic partner, you know, and that's what's
0: hard. And Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly what has happened in my situation is that I've had other boyfriends in the past outside of him, but no one that I felt like saw me the way that he did. And I think you said that too, is like what's holding me back is like really allowing people to see me. And for whatever reason, he made it easy. And it just kind of, you know, worked that way. And I do think like for years, like – Even, I mean, like after the year that we broke up, like I was like in therapy, like I was not dating really. Like it was like very difficult. And I mean, I'm glad long term that I did it because I think it's made me the person I am today. But I think for a while I still had in my head that like he was it. Like it was just like I needed to wait till he figured stuff out and like wait till like he got his own stuff in order. Like it was just like the way that my mind went. And I think what something you said that was interesting, because when we finally broke up after this time, we both kind of made this pact of like, we're not going to talk again. Like, I don't even know if I told you this UA, but he like asked for your number because he was like, so I could like potentially like still stay connected in some way. But like we kind of had and I was like, I don't think that's the best idea but. Um uh, no. So <laughs> but anyways, like I wow. think like we had this like very much like this is it because we've been doing this like back and forth for so long and you actually said something super interesting to me there on our reading that you actually saw him in my life and it wasn't like I needed to be so black and white with it. I just needed to change the way I thought about it, that he wasn't the person for me. And if I was able to do that and disconnect from it, then it could be someone I still had in my life. And I actually think by even talking to you, like I have talked to him since and I've made that mental change in that shift. And it really has gone a long way because I think that really is so much of it.
1: I got to say that's huge because when Julie told me that, it's – I think we often think about getting readings as something um, like you get a definitive reading of some sort. Like this person's not going to be in your life or this person is going to be the it person. But the way you did this reading with Julie, it was basically like, listen, he's going to be in your life because that's out of your control. But how you perceive him and treat him and see him is in your control. And that, I thought that was mind blowing, like really helpful to hear that.
2: Yeah. That's beautiful. First of all, that you were open to that and that you were able to receive this shift. So yeah. congratulations <laughs> to you. <laughs> but um, so, so a few things, when we meet somebody that we feel seen and that we know, and you know, it's like, oh, I know you, we've done this before, you know, there's this connection when we feel that usually what, sh- what registers in our head that like, oh, this is, this is it. This is like love. This is, you know, my Mm -hmm. person, this is who I'm supposed to be with. So of course the brain then creates like a future, you know, it has like this whole future vision with this person. And it's very hard to, to break, even when you break up, like the brain still is, still has that path. So at some point, like the brain has to like break it down and have something else to go to, because if if it breaks down that path, and there's nowhere else to go, like it can cause a lot of trauma. So I think in that moment you were able to just be like, Oh, I can break this path of us being together. Like I don't need that future path anymore. I can break that down. Mm -hmm. And I can actually, now there's this other path that was like written for you, you know, not written for you, but it was like an outline. Right. And that's what made your, your brain also, you know, be able to see that the other, like we also see that in, um, you know, a few things when we meet a soulmate doesn't mean we're supposed to be with them forever. So it's something Mm -hmm. important for us to know. Um, and then also we call that, um, energetic cords. So you guys had like an energetic dependency Mm -hmm. on each other and we had to like release that energetic dependency so that you can both grow. Cause a lot of the times what you were explaining, you were like, well, I, and we've all, I mean, I had that situation. It's like my ex-boyfriend, he just needs to get his stuff together and we'll Mm -hmm. be back. Right. But the truth is like the only way to really, really do that is you have to break the cord first and mm. you have to think like you, oh, okay, we're not supposed to be together or mm-hmm. we, we don't have a future. And then that creates space for that person to actually grow grow up or, or mm. grow into what they're supposed to be. And if there's any chance of us getting back together, we first have to break the cord yes. so that these things are not sucking off of each other and that they learn to grow on their own and then leave it
0: up to you
2: know fate or whatever to see mm-hmm. if you're but if we're kind of still in that place it's it's just impossible.
0: Yeah, and I think too it's like if you think that and this is what I dealt with for like I mean, I even want to say like a couple years because he was like in and out of my life. It's mm-hmm. like I was dating other people, but like there's this mindset that he's still there. And as long as someone's occupying that mindset, it's really hard to like move forward and The one time that I was actually able to move forward was when I really made that like cord cut and that's when I did meet someone else. So I do like believe it's possible and I think like just hearing that and kind of talking that through with you was really important. But I think the part that I also thought was interesting, I never thought about was this not being fully seen. And I think, like, with him, too, he was definitely someone that was, like, a very good communicator. He was able to, like, bring that stuff out. I think I've gotten better over the years, partially because of this podcast. But (laughs) in general, that was never – I was always, like, kind of, like – holding things in for a long time. So I thought that was like a really interesting point. And I think a lot of us do struggle with that. Even if we're like, you know, we're out and about doing all this stuff, it's like really being seen for who you are. Sometimes there's a lot of like fear with that because that's when like rejection really stings.
2: Totally. And we first have to look at like that was the purpose of that relationship you know mm. like what a gift mm. that he gave you you know and that's the purpose of soulmate connections we come together and we're like hey we're going to do this work together you're going to struggle with this thing but i'm going to come in and i'm going to propel you forward so first of all that's like you know why he came there and it's it's a cracking open of the heart we think like our heart's breaking apart but he, there was actually like such a cracking open for you yeah. in that relationship which made you open for the person that that actually was going to, you know, um, be there with you long-term or reciprocate or, you know, it just gives you that, that launches you into what truly is like for you. So, you know, there's just meaning in all these relationships. It's
0: beautiful. And I think like the next part I'll get to is hearing that you are like, you're going to meet your person this birth year. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's a little sample of my reading with Nikki.
2: And also because your purpose has a lot to do with like experiencing and observing and exploring, like you have that tendency to watch something happen, you know, like watch people fall in love for like a long time before you jump in. You know, even knowing that like, you understanding that you're right on time, you know, that you're you're not behind, you're perfectly um, on time considering how much watching time you needed. It's important to know that there's like nothing wrong with your process. or where you're at or your age or anything like that. It has a lot to do with like the fact that you watch like humans interact (laughs) and then you like do the thing. Your soul's a little bit more of like a younger soul, like not a super old, heavy baggage stuff. So, um, which is, you know, nice, it's like refreshing. Um, and your soul came this lifetime, like it wanted to explore earth, like it basically wanted to experience all the things. So we're going to see you experience all the things like work and, you know, partnership and, um, and children, if that's like something you want to do, like just, there's a lot of like experimenting. Let me see what gets you. Cause you're so close. Like I, I really do feel that, um, you know, you're, you're going to find your person this um, this birthday year, like this 37, there's these last little tweaks, like of really showing up as your full self, like what we just talked about, that is going to make you like a perfect fit for the, for your right fit. You're going to attract from a better place also. So there's nothing, I don't want you to feel like you're hitting like your head against the wall because that's kind of where your mindset is going. Um, but it's just, it's, it's timing. It has a lot to do with like the divine timing of your path. There's a possibility to get to a place where you feel exhausted within Ooh. like the next few months, but to make sure that that doesn't happen, um, it's more about coming to peace with your path. You know, like just being like, I am, I am on time. You didn't hold on to your your ex boyfriend for too long. Like you're not you're not damaging your path by any means. But once you let go of that, like you know, it's going. It's kind of like um, when you let go of like an addiction. You know, there's a there's a withdrawal period, and that withdrawal period like makes us think all sorts of crazy things. So my sense is that like as you start to really cement like this is not right for me, you are like kind of at risk to fall into these thoughts and I'm just like I just want to have the conversation so that when you see that come up that you what you're going to do to combat that is to remind yourself that you are like on path and that everything has been working out you know that you've done a good job you're you're basically just there Even letting go of this relationship is a big, um, in a different way. Cause I know you've done it before, but this is like in a very different way. And this is a very, this is a big, this is the end and the beginning. So this is the end of something and the and a new beginning of a new phase.
0: But it's interesting because I think it has mentally shifted the way I'm approaching dating and love right now. And we actually had another past guest that wasn't as spiritual, but she was more all about positivity. Amy Spencer, Meeting Your Half Orange, she wrote that book and we had her on. And she had this whole thing, like, if you think that you're going to meet this person, like you know it. It's not even like you think it. It's for sure going to happen. You would live every day just a little happier and not with as much worry Mm -hmm. and not with as much fear. You would do the things you want to be doing, not necessarily like going to singles mixers because you feel like that desperation that you need to find that person. So I think that has like really helped shift my mindset. And you also warned me that I could end up becoming jaded because I've been doing this for a while. I've, you know, I feel like I know what I'm looking for. Like, why aren't they showing up type of thing? And you also told me that I might go through a period where I'm like dating a lot, but I'm quickly realizing it's not a fit. And I've actually seen that happen recently that I've been going on like a lot of you know these like video calls which is actually the perfect time for this (laughs) just to like get through people but I don't mean it like in a disposable way but you know what I mean and I think like it's helped me stay positive this isn't just like oh another person that didn't work out this is just part of the course like this is what I need to go through to get to where I need to be 100%.
2: 100%. We have to have these like contractions and these expansions in order to like, you know, fully get to like whoever we are. So, you know, I asked the universe for a boyfriend and or a girlfriend and they haven't come, but then they plant this in front of you. And it's like, well, that's actually like one of the things that cracks you open to be an energetic match for like what is for you. So it's hard. And no, there's a bunch of woo woo conversation, (laughs) but I mean, what you're doing is perfection and what you're explaining is perfection. And
0: you said it too. I remember you were like, you can go back with your ex, but that's going to delay your path because you were Mm. like in the like, I see this happening for you in this birth year, but if you're not on that path, then I can't control that, right? <laughs> like, And he yeah, actually and asked true. to like meet up and I was like, this isn't like, nope. you know, <laughs> I'm like, basically like, I-, I I think I've realized that I could like keep in touch with him like through text, like every so often, but meeting up, talking on the phone extensively, yeah. like those are all like getting me off path. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was helpful yes. to see that distinction. And then also to keep like the eye on the prize kind of like, this is going to take me off path. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. You're like, yeah. Uh, I got this train to catch, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be late for it. So thanks. But here, yeah, here's your number. I see people. <laughs>
0: I was like, she probably wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, now that we've talked about me with dating, let's go into UA's with um, being in a relationship right now.
1: Well, I think just being the our call, Nikki, just the initial two minutes already just put shockwaves through my body because you know we I was like UA. Are you there? Are you yeah. there? <laughs> Because we were, I mean, timing wise, it couldn't have been any more perfect. I was on this two year anniversary trip with my boyfriend the day before we had done a bunch of psychedelics and had a coming to Jesus moment about the future of our relationship. And then when we got on our call, it was Like I needed closure to our conversation from the day before. So when Nikki and I got on our call, I found a quiet place. I think that's really important. Go into a quiet room where you feel comfortable. There are no distractions. And Nikki said, I... I'm trying to look into your soul, but your soul's blocking me because your soul's trying to portray something that it wants to be portrayed. And I've heard this on numerous dates that I've been on in the past. We've had some date experiments that where um, I went on a date with someone and we went on the podcast to talk about it. And he said the same thing. He's like on dates you were doing the data view talk you were portraying someone that I know that that's not authentically who you are so that was already the way we started our conversation and I kept thinking like come on soul just show who you are just open up soul <laughs> that's very helpful that's very helpful I, when you do I that. very much tried so here's a clip of how that conversation went down
3: in order to like pull this information it's basically like a med- it's a meditation that I that I do like I, that I go into this place close my eyes and I I start to mm-hmm. where I start to like see things. And um it looks like a library, it's called the Akashic Records, and this is where we like, pull information of the soul. And it was interesting, like I couldn't like get access to a lot of your things. And I was like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden, which I've seen this before, um, your your soul was like blocking me from like certain information, and mm-hmm. I had to like have a conversation. And I was like, Listen, like you have to let me like have a good read. And um, and then finally, like I was like allowed to look more but it was kind of projecting like almost like what it wanted me to see and like not what like was really there so I thought that was really funny but that happens when some souls are more advanced with like more like they're older souls so they have a higher command of things so you get read or even when you meet somebody who's like meeting you for the first time like you're gonna have a tendency to project like what you want them to think of you but not necessarily who you truly are or something which is it's Not that you're like faking it or anything. It's just that like you have the ability to kind of show what you want, what you want to show.
1: Why do you think that it's so hard in dating? We're trying to find, I find this very ironic. We're trying to find someone who we can be our authentic selves with and who we can pour our soul to. Yet in the dating process, we hold it all back in fear of losing them or in hopes of getting them. Why is there such a disconnect between the two?
2: I just think we're all afraid of abandonment. You know, we're just afraid. Like one thing is to be left for like a half-assed version of me, and then like another thing is to be left for like the full version of me. You know, it's like it's the worst. Like we all have this fear of of, of being abandoned. Some of us who are very sensitive, you know, without knowing it, like we're kind of reading people on dates. We know we're we might've been that kid that like learned to be like a people pleaser and like learned to like, you know, make the teacher happy, make the parent Mm -hmm. happy. A lot of us still have that in us when we're, when we're dating, especially women. So, I mean, I've seen men to do that a lot, but what happens is that we don't know like where we end and where the other person Mm. begins. So a lot of the times we show up and we're just trained to think like I'm here to please you. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I don't want to disagree with what you just said, because I don't want you to, you know, and it really comes from a good place. It's like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want you to feel that way. So I show up, I'm basically just bouncing off of you and I'm giving you a version of me that it's going to be the least amount of an inconvenience to you. That's how I show up. Like, I don't want to inconvenience your feelings. I don't want to inconvenience you. So I'm going to show up in that way. And so, you know, a lot of times we're also, we do it without even knowing because we're just sensitive to the other person.
0: I think what was so fascinating to me about this is that like this still happens like you guys are two and a half years or two years into a relationship this isn't like something that just like magically switches off when you're in a relationship if anything sometimes the stakes can even be higher because the fear of abandonment is higher or like really showing someone your full self so it's one of those things that just doesn't ever end until you take control of it so i've been with my husband for 10
2: years now we have three children and um, i go to this this doctor every monday to do like trauma release just to basically move like emotions out of my body. And I was having this struggle with wanting to tell my husband like about something that was really bothering me. And it was showing up in the session. And like at the core of me, I was afraid of losing him, which is bizarre. Like Mm. I would not tell my husband of 10 years, we have three children. I mean, afraid of telling him this one thing because I'm afraid that he's going to leave me. Like, and that, and that is in my subconscious. Like that's in, like, Mm. I, I was not consciously aware of that. And so I'm sabotaging myself. I'm blaming, I'm angry. I'm doing all these things. to not, you know, have that conversation with him because the little girl inside of me thinks he is going to leave me like that. I'm going Mm. to lose him. Mm -hmm. And then I act according to, you know, the little girl that thinks she's going to be, you know, so it's, it's like really interesting how that happens to us.
1: I think for me, what drives a lot of my resentment is Trying to figure out what's next. And I think that's always been my detriment in relationships. Is once I enter into one, I'm like, all right, what's next? What are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing in five years? What does our 10 year plan look like? And it gives me so much anxiety. And I really appreciate that you shed so much light into where my anxiety came from and how to alleviate that. Because I think for, we're like two years in a relationship, he's 40, I'm 39. I just felt like it's time. Right. You know, like we need to get married. I think this is the logical next step. And even though though in my heart of heart, I don't feel like marriage is the end all be all, for some reason, it's still that looming pressure. It's like, I just get married. And The added layer to this is that he is divorced. So in my head, I'm thinking if we don't get married, it means that I am inferior to his ex-wife because he chose to get married to her and to commit to her. So there were a lot of emotional issues. And I think what you uncovered for me, Nikki, was one, I'm very out of touch with my emotions. I think kind of on this universal level, but deep down, like, what does my heart really want? And you said something to me that saying to me really was, he loves you very, very much. I mean, he really loves you. And I had to step back and think, wow, all his actions prove that. And he says Mm -hmm. that, like, why is that not enough? But I think what you said here, I will play this clip now, is what ultimately changed my mindset about our relationship. Even if if you decide
3: to have family and have children and all that, it's going to be just so different than the way you were raised. And you get to, like, redefine that. You know, like, you get to totally rewrite it, you know? And um, it's like logically you know that, but it's almost like you're waiting for like the permission to rewrite. But the way you ground and the way that you like partner up and the way that like you truly like will be supported as like you, redefine it. Cohen loves you very much. Um, And if anything, I would say, like, his heart is, like, more open to you than, like, you're almost, like, more protective when it comes to, like, that relationship. Like, he, you know, even though he's been hurt and all that kind of stuff, like, he really does, he really loves you, you know? And I, I, I don't know if you feel that, but he, like, has, like, he truly, like, does want to satisfy you, you know, in a way. His purpose in your life and, like, really, like, what the souls are trying to do here is he is trying... His soul is trying to make you go deeper and make you make choices for yourself um, and not because, like, what is expected of you. So, what he, the, the fact that, like, he's kind of pushing on this marriage thing, it's really to help you, like, go outside the box. It, it could be annoying, but it's also, like, there for you, basically. Um, it doesn't mean that you, 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 know, you have to agree to that, but a lot of, there's something a little, not um, I guess because of the divorce or something, there's a, something a little like non-traditional about him sometimes because of what he went through, yeah. but it's not too non-traditional, you know, it's not too out there or anything, that it's like definitely more of a living on my own terms type of thing and questioning some norms like there's compromises here. It's like, I almost see like kind of a commitment ceremony, but not a marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like where like where there's not like a certificate or you know, anything like that, but there's like a commitment, like a partnership commitment is what I see. Like you need a little bit more of like that security in order to fully open your heart. Um, which is like, you know, something that you're seeking, but he's something that he's also like not wanting to provide, you know, like which which would be marriage. Funny enough is that from his perspective, he is not sure he can trust. Like he's also looking to trust you, you know, mainly because of like, you know, what he came from. But he um, because you can't like fully open your heart because you need you need commitment to like fully open. He thinks that you're like a
1: wild card, that you're not like really in it. So, you're both kind of having the same problem. Do you get what I mean? So, why this really meant so much to me was knowing that all I wanted was commitment and all I wanted was knowing that someone's responsible for me. And that does not have to look like marriage. It could look like what you said, uh, maybe a commitment ceremony or a non-traditional way of committing to each other. And that set me free from all these external pressures because in my mind, we are in a committed relationship. That's what I ultimately wanted and I got it. I think what you also said was where he and I played this emotional chicken with each other where I'm holding back because I don't think he's fully committed. And he's holding back because he doesn't think I'm fully committed. That's a detriment. That is a detriment. (laughs) And I feel like we've been in this standstill for a while leading up to our two year. All I needed was for me to crack the door and say, I love you with all my heart. And I want to be with you for as long as I possibly can. So will you also step up to the plate? And he said, "Absolutely." <laughs> so that was such a release for me, and I feel cleansed and clarified, <laughs> and all the other great words that you, the woo-woo words you can throw around. But just finding that clarity and having—I think it's just having confirmation from someone else too. Yeah, you know, like someone totally. else who doesn't totally. have who doesn't have skin in the game, who who can come in and say, "Listen, your boyfriend really fucking loves you," so get over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it brings me to tears. But I
0: think like what you said, though, and we've talked about this in the podcast, too. It's like we've been taught that there's like one path we go down with marriage and having kids and whatever it may be. And while that's a great path for some people, it's not the only path. And I think like when we're so fixated on one path, we can't see what we have. And I think that's exactly what it's sounding like for you. It's like, what do I actually want? And I will say you've come such a long way from the start of this. I feel like you were so (laughs) Traditional and like, you know, and now you're just so open minded. So I think this like fits in so much with your relationship as well.
1: And I think I told you this too, Nikki, on our call was our discussion basically ended with nothing is set in stone. We cannot predict the future, but we'll both take strides to open our mindset to meet the other person. So for me, I will go on thinking I am open to the possibility of never getting married. And he will go on open to the possibility of possibly mm-hmm. getting married again. And that's how we can meet each other halfway. I think it, it's really done wonders for a relationship because I think it just emotionally opened ourselves up to each it's other. beautiful.
2: And I mean, kind of reminds me of something that is in the book, The Final Swipe. We tend to date or be in relationships with these like outside goals in mind, whether it's marriage or, you know, that the guy needs to look like this or the woman needs mm-hmm. to be like this. And the truth is those desires that are these like, I don't know, tangible or external desires, the reason we want them is because of some sort of feeling. So the reason you wanted marriage is because mm. you are actually looking for a certain feeling. You were looking for a certain security, a certain commitment, all those mm-hmm. kind of things. But what was getting you stuck was being on the, you know, like looking at like, what does that traditionally look like? That there was this one path, like you said, which is why I always mm-hmm. teach from a place of feeling because we really limit ourselves because we we can only go off of our own experience. If, if I've only seen marriage like this, if I've only seen men like this or women like this, like mm-hmm. that's all I know. But if I tap into my feeling, like what I want to feel, then all these like other opportunities show up for us, and there's all these like other doors that open because we're not like limited to like what our mind can possibly you know gather. All of a sudden, all these possibilities opened up for you because you weren't like using your mind to to be so specific about a path. You were using Using your heart and your emotion, which is like the connection to the universe, basically.
1: Well, sometimes our need to drive a relationship forward is exactly what's stopping us and blocking mm-hmm. us from moving forward. Absolutely. That's what I really learned from this, too. It's like I was on a different train
0: <laughs> that I shouldn't have been on. I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, though, is just like having trust that it will all work out and leading with love over fear. Because I think this is all deep rooted into fear, like the situations i brought up, that I'll never meet someone that I connect with as much as my ex or for you, like this will never end in marriage. Like I think all of this ends in fear. So if we can like learn to rewire to appreciate what we got in front of us, either from the current day experience or the past and just trust, I think having that trust, like Nikki, do you have any like words of wisdom for people to have that trust? Like obviously they can go to you, but if they didn't go to you, like (laughs) how can they kind of get that trust in their daily life?
2: That, um, I always say, like, you know, if you can't get to trust or you can't get to that extreme positivity because your life has proven you otherwise, you know, you've dated a bunch and it hasn't worked. If you can at least lead with curiosity, that's a middle mm. ground, and it's like a it's like a an It's an open, it's a door that like opens up. It's like the the gateway drug to trust. Cause if I go on the state, I'm like, let's see, like, let's see what this person like is gonna be like. Let's instead of having this very fixed mindset about what this date's gonna look like, what my life is gonna look like. So what if I was gonna end up with somebody? Right. Like instead of you don't have to be like, I'm absolutely gonna end up with somebody because that may feel very untrue to you. You know, you may be like, My life has shown me otherwise. I can't get behind that. So, but what if you would say what if, right? What if there was this curiosity that led you? And that really like, then that coupled with gratitude is what brings you into that place of trust.
0: Love that.
1: And what if, I mean, <laughs> I love trusting in your path and your your life but what if you do do a reading with someone where their fears could be actualized maybe you do see that they end up alone or that they are facing death sooner than later do you how do you guide them through yeah that?
2: so we basically like we face the fear of you know why is it so scary to be alone why is that such a bad thing like why is it such a bad thing right. to die right like those are the kind of things that we would have to to work through like why you know and, and we can make it less uh less dramatic right it could be like I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to pay my rent and I'm going to have to get out of this apartment. And it's like, well, why is that such a bad thing? So what if you can't live in that apartment and you have to go live here or you have to live with your parents or something like, what if there's something there Mm. for you? Like not being afraid, like life is taking you down Mm. certain paths for a reason. Why do we decide that those things are bad? Where's the book that says that this is bad Mm. and this is good?
0: I think that is a great segue into takeaways, because I think that's one that's been standing out for me is that life isn't always the way we think it's going to unfold. And I think once you can release that, like I think we both kind of brought up perfect examples, like you said something to me too, of, you know, like I'm 37 years old, like I still haven't met that person yet, but trust in my timing, like this is when it's supposed to unfold. And if I was to look at my life when I was like, you know, growing up, I probably would have thought I'd be married and having kids by now, but that's not the way it worked out. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then like for you, UA, it's like, if things don't result in marriage, maybe that's okay. Like if you end up having the same feelings of commitment that you're really seeking. So I think just being open. And I love this idea of the leading with curiosity. And, you know, also, I think the other takeaway I have is it's still like, I know it's about body too, but it is does come back to mindset also, because if you think about things in the positive, like I could look at the string of dates recently, like, oh, Nikki told me that I'm going to meet this person, but they're not (laughs) working out, you know, like, but then I can also look at it like this is just something I need to do to get to where Mm -hmm. I need to be. So it's really how you frame it at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I have a very similar takeaways. I think it's we always say you have to go through the trenches. But I kind of like this more positive spin of trust in your path that you're taking. And something you said to me on our call, Nikki was you're like, you know, Everyone's a little bit off their path, but they're going in the right direction. So, as long as you're going in the dire- right direction, you're good, right? Like, if you're a little bit off, that's fine. You can always come back onto the right path. And sometimes it's hard to decipher what is the right path. And that's why we have to listen to our hearts. So I think connecting with your your emotions and your feelings is so important. That's something I I learned to do. Um, And then this healing aspect, I think I forget to pause and just heal some of the emotional trauma I have inflicted upon myself in the last 10 years or so. And so something I've started doing recently was as soon as I see the clock turn like 1111, if I happen to see it, I'll take a moment to stop. And just do some visual healing for myself where I see like darkness lifted from my body. And it really works. It like mm-hmm. resets my brain, it resets my body, it resets my life really, and just how I view the rest of the day. So I think healing is so important and we can't overlook it. We got to make time for it.
0: I think the last takeaway I'll add too is looking at the past. You said it actually really well that like my ex set me up to be really fully seen and heard in my you know lifelong relationship, and I think we can look at the past as like oh why did I do this? Why did I waste my time here? But if you reframe again of like this is I was meant to do that because that's how I'm getting on my path that I'm on today. Like I think it's really just looking at life holistically and not not being too hard on. yourself. Like, I think that's the thing is like we make mistakes, but as long as we can get back on the path, like that's all that matters.
1: Love it. So great.
0: Any last words of wisdom that you want to give our listeners, Nikki? (laughs) I know you live and breathe this stuff.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm just so proud of both of you. I'm just like, you know, you just were open to it and like the shifts happened in you because you were like ready and willing for it. So it's, I'm just like, Watching you guys, and I'm just so proud of you. I'm just, I just find it so, it's just so beautiful. Yeah.
1: Oh. So. And as a wrap up to this whole experience, so just so people know, what it's like after the call, Nikki sends you a uh, recording yes. of the reading so you can replay it. But I was taking notes too. I was like, <laughs> I need to remember this stuff in the moment. And I, I'm just curious how you feel after every reading because I was exhausted. I needed um like 30 minutes away from my partner, away from my dogs and just sit alone and absorb and digest. Is that how you are after reading? <laughs> yeah. Aren't you just I mean, so I'm- tired? I'm not as tired as you because, um, because
2: when I am reading, I'm also shifting your energy. I'm purposely like moving it around and, and trying to like release layers, like as much as you're ready for whatever you're ready for, will be able to like move out of the way. Um, I'm just shifting like with my voice like my voice is basically like making the energetic shift in you. Yes, I mean I can only do like 3 readings a day. I used to do a lot more, but as my work has gotten like deeper and I mean it's also like the the price point is is because of that. Like it it really is a lot of energetic work for me mm-hmm. like cuz I'm meditating before I talk mm-hmm. to you and then like I'm still with you. Right. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's, just it's, an it's, um, hour. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I find it to be very sacred work. Like I come in and I'm like, okay, like we are going to have a meeting today with like Julie's soul. Like, like please work through me. Like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very, <laughs> like, it's very sacred to me. Um, I've actually trained, I have a, a few girls that read under me now. Cause I have a sips a method So I was able, because I was, I believe in a good reading. Like, even if you don't read with me, like I believe in like mm, going and maybe not the psychic next to the yogurt shot, <laughs> but <laughs> The gelato
0: place, not that reputable.
1: (laughs) But inside the
2: gym, I I see like the fluorescent lights. Like maybe not her. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna judge. But um I I always thought like, what if we open the story like that? I really believe in that, that sacred meeting, like with your with your soul. So I've trained people yeah. to like read under me because my hope is that like, you know, everybody gets a good reading, you know, that I think it's really important.
0: You know, what's so interesting, though, is I think the reaction might have to do with your personality, because I did not feel I felt like energized after like, I think I like immediately Ooh. texted you a, and like shared with her where you had to like process it more. But that just could be the way we are in general. I think that shows up in the way we interact outside mm-hmm. of this also is like some people need to like process things before talking and then other people like me that just talk. <laughs> So I think
1: yeah. is. Well, also it's like, what are you looking for going into yes. the reading? I was looking to be exhausted after.
0: I, like, mm. I was looking
1: to get information and to process it. So I Got think it. it just
0: depends. Yeah, I had no yeah. expectation going in.
1: UA was more like the alligator that was like wrapped up
2: tight and like she wants to wrestle with you. And and, and like I had to we yes. were, like wrestling <laughs> yes. the whole session. And then at the end, I was like, I won. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> I feel like I, I think maybe also because you like kind of had this time with your boyfriend that you wanted more answers to where I kind mm-hmm. of was in this like fresh slate part. Like I think if I was maybe like a month or two, I was thinking about this earlier. Like if I was, did this reading with you like a month or two earlier when I was like deciding whether to like end things with my ex, like I might have yeah. been in a totally different m- mindset it also. It also the
2: intention, like you were hope, like you your, your intention was more hope and then UA's was more like
1: let go, release. So yes, Ooh. yes, absolutely. And then you do different types of readings, right? I you, well, I do like those those that
2: one types. main reading. Um, that's pretty much like the signature. Sometimes, like during the holidays, I do um, like a a um, year ahead. But after Corona, COVID, after twenty twenty, oh. I'm not sure I'm going to do year heads anymore <laughs> <laughs> because.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much like, can change. Yeah, I know
2: how predictive. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't love like the super, super predictive. We used to do that. I mean, yeah. I do healings also, but I also teach people like how to read on them. Like, if anybody is interested in like nerdy about this stuff, I actually teach people how to read themselves.
0: I've told so many people about the readings, and they're all like, "How Me do too. I sign up?" So, can you Me let too. us know like how yeah, people can find you, and also about your podcast and book too.
2: Yeah, thanks. So you can go to NikkiNovo.com. So it's just N-I-K-K-I-N-O-V-O. And straight ahead, you'll see like clarity readings. And if you can't book with me, you can book with somebody who has trained under me, who's just as good. I'm like a big Um, psychic. I'm like a reading connoisseur. So I picked good people that read just like me. (laughs) Um, And um, you can order The Final Swipe on Amazon, which is a great read if you're just starting to date. And The Final Swipe podcast is anywhere you can listen to
0: podcasts. Awesome.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Nikki. I'm, I'm about to book another reading with you. I know, seriously. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I need more clarity.
1: <laughs> Especially in 2020. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I need
0: more. Show us.
1: Awesome. Thank you again, Nikki. And for anybody who would like to be a guest on the Dateable Podcast, we love to book you so just head on over to dateablepodcast.com. And if you loved this episode, which I know you did, uh, please give us a good rating in Apple podcast five stars is that too much to ask no right (laughs) because that enables us to bring on fabulous guests like nikki who know that we're legit and that we're not just like a little like two girls stuck in a room like talking to each other (laughs) (laughs) awesome we're gonna wrap this up stay dateable The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Datable Podcasts.